Welcome to Eyes in the Dark. We are a horror movie podcast where we have a simple motto, and that simple motto is death by celluloid. (laughs) 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 Yeah, there you go. We're all laughing because I have it written down because apparently I can't remember it. So there you go. But as I mentioned, we are a horror movie podcast, and we are part of the Stuff and Things podcast network. Um you are joined tonight by us three, by we three, and we three be the unholy trinity. So, before we jump into the show, we have a little bit of business to get through, and that business is who we are and how to get in contact with us. So, who is the unholy trinity? You have, who is we? Who is we? You have myself. <laughs> you have myself, Chewy, and uh, you can reach me on Twitter. At Chupacabra, C-H-E-W-P-A-C-A-B-R-A. Hey, I'm Evan, and uh, you can reach me on Twitter, at Evan LeBron. Hey, yo, what's up, bitches? I am Jurassic Price, <laughs> is what you call me on Twitter, or Igram. So reach me there. Oh, is that what we're calling on Instagram now? Igram? Igram. Okay. Yeah. And that's... Uh, Graham in my eyes. James, Dr. Doctor Jurassic Price, as it were, because he is our knowledgeable person here. Um, he can... <laughs> us too. Yeah, he's just better than us. He went to school and shit. He has good brain for thinking and shit. Uh, professional movie trivia star. Yeah, there you go. You went to school. You I know, I pay school. my... I went to a state school. <laughs> I pay my college loans with um, trivia gift certificates to bars. Good. <laughs> That's Google how bars. good he is. Okay. You should come to trivia with us. He hates trivia. Oh. Well, your I girlfriend trivia. hates trivia. I do not like the Bruco trivia, though. Don't oh. mention that on the podcast. Don't mention it. I don't they want that. I don't want, I don't want us to, to, to tar their name. Well, what you know, if they're going to sponsor Juan Capistano us? San Juan Capistano Brewing Company is pretty shitty. Uh, hey, it's, uh, so, yeah. yeah. It's still better than San the Harp. <laughs> not really. As far as, well, Harp doesn't brew their own beer. No, they don't. You're right. But they do have. And they're a, more expensive. They do have a homegrown motherfucking Irishman delivering true. beer. And he'll <laughs> he'll take a piss in your Porsche. Oh, he will. <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, you can you can reach on the regular. You can reach the show collectively on Twitter at EITD Pod. Um, if you'd like to get at us, as the kids say, via the internet, you can visit us on our website. An electrical of- internet? <laughs> yeah. You know, cyberspace. <laughs> Look at me. I'm computing. Mm. Um, you can find us at eyesinthedarkpodcast.com. As I mentioned, we are a Stuff and Things Network podcast, so you can also reach us at stuffandthingsnetwork.com, along with our other fine shows, including our sister show, our, our less attractive sister show, uh, Super she's Action hot. Bros. She's kind of hot sometimes. Yeah. Like, sometimes she's kind of hot, but then sometimes you're like, oh, I want to redo that Die Hard episode with me. Yeah. Yeah. Just do it again. Just, I'm so obsessed with Die Hard. Yeah. You yeah. Do I want to I I do a. A remix. 
The Super Action <laughs> Bro Remix Die Hard. We're gonna we keep threatening to do a crossover, and we we have spoken about some of the details, and we'll we'll get there at some point. But <gasps> until then, you can also bless you. You can also reach us. Um, also bless us. <laughs> oh, there you go. You can reach us via email if you'd like at eyesinthedarkpodcast at gmail.com. Otherwise, again, hit us up on Twitter and all the other stuff that we, we have a Facebook. Before. We don't have a Facebook. Let's uh, leave it that way. Suck for it, right now, Facebook. yeah, for right now, we don't have a Facebook. Again, you know, you, you know where to find us. You know we have a live journal account. <laughs> we have a sicky sweet MySpace. All I get emails all the time for MySpace still. Really? I hate it. Is it from Tom? No. I just wish I could remember my password. Why? Because I want to get like the pictures. Oh my and god! Stuff from it. I just no. thought of something. Okay, I was about to say. Imagine if you ran into Tom at a bar, and you're like, "Oh, dude, Tom. What if you had a drink with Tom?" I'm like, "But I feel like that's too easy for you to be like, oh, dude, you're Tom from MySpace. Let's have a drink.'" And he's like, uh, "He's yeah. wearing the same white shirt. Yeah, white. Yes, single, still same looking thing. over his shoulder. Yeah. But like, he probably hates that. But." I'm thinking about it. I'm like, he probably uses it to his advantage, and it's like the pickup line. Like, he probably goes to a bar, goes up to a random chick, and is like, hey, aren't you my friend on MySpace? <laughs> and then, like, buys him a drink and shit like that. I guess that might work. Technically. Uh, I don't think it would work. I'd call him an Uncle Tom. I mean, oh, <laughs> wow. He is... uh He's got real dark. Uh, uh, dark and pigment. Well, if you're talking MySpace, uh, uh, Um... But yeah, I feel like that would work on someone. Like he'd get like twenty nose, and then he'd probably he'd get, get like like young idiot girls. Hey, 20, no, no, tw- not the young girls because they won't know what MySpace is. Yeah, like some older thirty-eight-year-old single women yeah, looking to have a baby. Thirty-fives, those yeah. thirty-five or thirty-eight, they'd be like <laughs> looking to have a baby, aka <laughs> looking funny. to have a good time. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Tom's a slave to his invention. <laughs> like he he'd is. be at the like uh, he'd be at the Foxfire. Yeah, Foxfire. Local oh, sh- reference. The, the Shark Club. The Shark Club. Yeah. Coast Amazing. Oh, that yeah, one? <laughs> the the Foxfire is just a, a cougar. Yeah, cougar den. So is Shark Club. Is it? Is it? I, when I went there, it was full of gay people. Mm, looking we, for cougars, we, huh? We did not know now that it was full of gay people. <laughs> but What's wrong with that, man? Nothing. But we showed up and we're like, a lot of dudes here. Yeah, They're, a lot of dudes. Hey, and then they can, like, oh, they can marry, man. There's a chick, and then we see like this dude come up and like dance it up, and we're like, oh, okay, she's taking whatever. And then like this other dude, I'm like, oh, double, huh, double, double doing it, chick. Eiffel Tower. And then, and then she leaves, double and then they keep dancing, and I'm like, oh, tower okay. taken out of the equation. Tower taken yeah. out of the equation. Uh, or cross the cross support sexual support. Yeah, yeah, support me. But what was funny was the the dude that I was with. Um, we were and like, it just becomes a Washington Monument. <laughs> <laughs> um, the dude that I was with, we were like, oh, apparently it's like gay night or something like that. All right, whatever. I'm like, well, whatever. Like, I'm going to have a couple drinks and just like hang out and then we'll like go somewhere else. And he was like, okay. And then he was walking around for a little bit. I was like outside. He's like, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to walk around and see if there's any other like, chicks. He walks around and he comes back out. And um, I'm like, so how'd it go? And he's like, dude, he's like, is it weird that I'm kind of bummed out that we've been here for like 30 minutes and, and like I'm, I'm bummed out that no dudes tried to hit on me? Yeah, yeah. And then... Is this I'll, just Jar? <laughs> yes, it was! <laughs> Did I tell you this story yet? Did I tell you this story before or no? No. You just knew just, based on... Yeah. Because oh. that's the only person I can think of that you ever have hung out with that would... That would say that, like that and act like that. <laughs> um, you remember that guy? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> you know, you know the uh, 
Yeah, I got a story afterwards. You got a story okay. afterwards? Yeah. Is it for after the podcast or after this or what? The podcast. Okay, cool. Off mic. That's, I, I've already dropped enough names. Off mic. Sorry, San Juan Capistrano Brewing Company. That's all right. No worries, dude. Let's get on um, with this garbage. Let's get on with this. Anyway. So, uh, as I mentioned, we are a horror movie podcast, and uh, with that, let's find out kind of like why we're doing this. So, yeah, you know, there are other horror movie podcasts out there that talk about them, review them, tell you what went on with them and stuff like that. Dr. Jurassic Price, why do we do what we do? Please, because last week if I butchered it completely. He and I did. Sucked. I tried I to, to it. hand yeah. it off. By the way, garbage. welcome back. I think you, yeah, thanks. Welcome I like back. stopped and like. Was like trying to think because he put me on the spot. You can't I, think. You should have just gone. You were doing good. Yeah. Doing the goods. The yeah, goods. That so guy bad. Ian on there. This is weird. Um, Glad we got him out of here. I like that you crushed him like it was a smack off. You were just <laughs> smack talking him so hard in the first 10 minutes. <laughs> um, is it bad that I don't remember that? Oh, yeah, you were. I've got a whole theory on um, The Conjuring, by the way. Insidious, whatever you want to oh, call yeah, it. Oh, so yeah, you were telling me about it. Yeah, yeah, you watched it. You just couldn't make it to record it. So, yes. like, we have all these... Un- that'll be, like, a thing. We're just going to give you, like, a digital recorder. You use your phone or whatever, and you're just going to record a monologue about it. And yeah, that sounds be great. that'll be a thing at some yeah. point. I just want to break down this... Well, since we're on it, I want to break down the theory that... I wanted to bring up about Insidious 1. Un, the first. Um... Are we to believe mm-hmm. that the Evan's been been preempted on this? Oh, Are um, we to believe uh, that the makeup demon, mm-hmm. lipstick, lipstick demon, yeah. <laughs> lipstick demon, Darth, Darth Maul. Maul? Are we to believe that that is actually Darth Maul, and he has been roaming in that purgatory for many the many further. years, uh-huh. and now he's coming back to possess? I forget the main character guy's name. Josh. Josh. Because Josh is Luke Skywalker's son. And Darth Maul wants to possess Luke Skywalker's son because Luke Skywalker's mentor, Obi-Wan Kenobi, killed Darth Maul. Oh, my God. That's what's really going on. That's beautiful. D-Maul. Trying to get Lukey Skywalker's son. D-Maul? That's what that's about. Oh, my God. That's awesome. The ultimate payback. I've been in purgatory. You're going to pay, Luke. Luke Jr. That's rad, dude. All right, that's what I thought of. Insidious I wish one. you would have wrapped it up. <laughs> <laughs> so why do we do what we do, James? <laughs> um, to make comparisons to Star Wars, uh, we it, this movie is exemplary, I think, uh, to show that um, you know a movie, uh, a horror movie, can can really you know be the talk of the town. It can it could sweep the nation. Like there are good ones out there, you know, that could blow up something like a Jaws. Like a American werewolf in the middle of, you know, spurred a werewolf streak of movies. And um, that people kind of forget that horror movies can be uh, legitimate blockbusters, too. Yeah. 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 Nice. All right. Cool. Well, a brief little thing in case you haven't gotten to know us uh, very well. How how did we get into horror movies? I got into horror movies mostly in uh, late high school and uh, early college with a little thing called Netflix and uh, just random, like... Asian horror films and zombie films is just kind of what I dove into. And I was like, oh, oh man, this is cool. Um, so that's that's how I got into horror. Where most people were like, that, oh, man, that's weird. That's creepy. I was like, oh, that, that was a nice movie. I like that. That made me feel nice. Evan, how about you? Um, I basically watched all the movies you shouldn't watch when you're a eight-year-old 
human. Um, <laughs> things like Child's Play and Hellraiser and Child's Play is a bit deceiving though, isn't it? You're like, oh yeah, it's for me. It's yeah, mate. <laughs> oh, yeah, wrong child. Though. I'm yeah. a child. No, I had nightmares for three years. That was bastard, it on Elm Street? <laughs> that bastard slit my best friend's throat in my dreams. <laughs> and I watched it happen. Oh my god! This is when you were a kid too. Oh yeah, I was Tough. like in like fifth grade. Toughen you Jeez. up, didn't it? No, no. <laughs> I hate I hate dolls with a passion now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that screwed me up, James. <laughs> Thanks for tossing it to me. I'll follow up that up. Well, when I was a kid, I uh, I had a little run in with a VHS tape. It was Evil Dead Two, and I. Got a little impatient rewinding the, the the mofo, and I pulled it out of the, the VCR, and the tape had come out of the uh, little track. Yeah, and I got a I like yanked it out of there, and I got a little little paper cut from the tape of the VHS, and got super pissed, cut my finger. But then I was infected, and so every full moon I would turn into a horror movie. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So to this day, um, I still turn into horror movies once a by the way, tonight's a uh, full moon, guys. So It is a full moon. Why I hope you bought the ticket because you're about to take the ride. Why is that relevant? Why is that relevant? Because I'm going to turn into a horror movie. Uh, that's true. Um, <laughs> Are you going to all of a sudden just start burning and then tear your clothes off? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I need a book first, though. The, the reason why it's <laughs> relevant is because tonight's movie, the movie we're talking about this episode, is An American Werewolf in London. Um, cool. So now you know the movie. Okay, podcast over. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs> um, all right, let's 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 talk about it, dude. So this is considered a classic, definitely by a lot of people. Um, this movie scares the shit out of me. Really? I don't know why. Something gets my goose. Something gets I, it. It freaks me out. Even that driving what, is it here. A werewolf? I, uh, Does a werewolf it, get it, your goose? It's not goose? like it's like all werewolf movies. It, like this one specifically. Even driving here. Yeah. Like I was driving the lonely roads of the back bay where oh. coyotes roam, and I was like freaked out. I was just waiting for something. Like I had a weird feeling. I was like, something's gonna run out in the middle of the road. It's gonna be a big scary beast. James and on the fucking, way home. And then I looked up, and then it's a full moon. I was like, fuck me, uh, <laughs> fuck me. I'm gonna transform into a DVD real quick, and this beast is gonna run out in the middle of the road. The, the bear with a wolf body. Yes. <laughs> So yeah. who who made this? And and dog face. Let's go. Let's go through the production stuff. Who made this? John Landis. Uh, John Landis. Written, directed. Yeah. You know him mo- mostly from comedy stuff. Yeah, right? I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know really anything. I mean, I've heard what, his name, but I didn't what know comedy stuff. Really, what he's done. And I, when I looked him up, I was like, Animal Whoa. House, Coming yeah. okay. to America, Blue, Blues Brothers, Blues okay. Brothers, Trading the, Places, the original, and Blues Brothers two thousand. I think right. I think he came back and did it. Speaking yeah. of, did you know that originally the <laughs> studio wanted. <laughs> Uh, John Belushi and um, what am I playing on his name? The other guy, Blues Brothers. Guy? Yeah, Ackroyd. Uh, Ackroyd. Yeah, sorry. Um, they want the studio wanted them cast in this movie. That would have ruined it. As <laughs> it would have been go- like yeah. Ghostbustersy, like yeah. Really. <laughs> yeah. But I guess a lot of people like thought this was a comedy because of John Landis. And then when they went to go see it in theaters, they, they got all <laughs> bummed out. Well, there is a lot of comedy. There is. Yeah. There. There's it like is. there's some like really kind of clever humor in yeah. there. Yeah. The whole like running meatloaf joke was cracking me up. There's yeah. like a couple yeah. lines slipped yeah. in about meatloaf. When he's transforming. Like yeah. <laughs> Sorry I called you meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably one of the like more not I wouldn't say it's funny, but it was like lighthearted but yeah. still scary was when he was transforming and the just the song that's playing. Oh yeah. It's like super upbeat. Slow, like, or, like, no, it was like a wasn't it wasn't it 
was it Blue Moon that they were playing? Bad Moon Rising's right before. A CCR Bad Moon Rising, yeah. and then it's like a uh, yeah, it's like a like a childy like, it's like fantasy. Song. Yeah, it's like a fantasy tune. Like every every song in this movie too has the word moon. In yeah, it. I know Moon Dance. Oh. Yeah, the oh, yeah. Van Morrison. Moon dance. Yeah, moon we don't need dance. to sing. This yeah. Is, yeah. yeah, we could though. But oh yeah, the soundtrack was incredible. I thought just so. Yeah, this is appropriate. This is, you've seen. You're the only one yeah. who's seen this. You've movie seen before. it. We have. I've seen, seen this movie multiple times. In yeah. fact, I helped my current girlfriend write an essay on the makeup of this movie while she was taking a Hollywood who, makeup who, class. Who did the? Tell us a little bit about the makeup there. Who who did it? And well, this is this is, is probably the, the most defined uh, point of this movie is that this movie created the Oscar for best makeup. Didn't exist before. So this. Yeah. this is something that they added in this the the year this movie was 1981. made. And they gave it to uh, Rick Baker. Rick Baker, who um, apparently I didn't I didn't know this until I was scrolling through his IMDb. He's done like a million King Kong movies. He's got some fascination with gorillas, I guess. I read that he used to dress up as a uh, gorilla when he was in high school and go hang from the goalposts of the, <laughs> the football field. And like <laughs> like when King Kong came out, the shitty one with Jeff Bridges in the. 60s or 70s mm. he would like like sneak through the drive-thru theater dressed as a gorilla and just bang on people's heads <laughs> oh that's awesome dude <laughs> but uh yeah rick baker got really um prominent in this movie one w- created and won the first oscar for best uh makeup and he went on to do absolutely legendary stuff everything yeah. you can think of men in black oh um, every, every like pretty much every werewolf movie after this what are you think favorite? he did he did the Benicio Del Toro werewolf movie. The Wolfman, right? Wolf with Man, yeah. with Anthony uh, Hopkins. Hopkins, who was fucking weird in that movie. And he won an Oscar like for that, that too. I like that movie. So um, that we don't have to answer the question, what Oscar would this be nominated for? Because yeah. it nominated one Best Makeup. I think this is our first movie that we've done I've that. actually won had someone that won. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll see. So Rick, Rick Baker, obviously known for practical effects over CGI yeah. effects. Rick Baker retired this year, by the way. If you, I don't know if you guys read Variety, but it was only like a couple months ago, and he's like, I can't make any fucking money. My air conditioning yeah. bills are more than I get paid to do a movie now Yeah, uh, because <laughs> CGI has taken over. But Rick Baker was probably you know, the last true practical effect guy who had been around for 50 years. Maybe Tom mm-hmm. Savani, um, who you know from a lot of Quentin Tarantino stuff. And, w- and when you say practical effect, you're talking about more than just the actual costuming and the ma- and the makeup, right? Uh, well, that's included, right? That's, in yeah. in practical effects, technically, um, but like Rick Baker does makeup, but practical effects would, would involve like the, actual the makeup transforming. And the, yeah, in this movie, I mean, the highlight I think obviously has to be that transformation. Yeah. Scene. So, I, I, like, I remember I caught a glimpse of that. On TV one time, it was I was just flipping through the channels and I caught a glimpse of that transformation scene, and um, I, at that point, I mean, I'd seen like, you know, a bunch of Saw movies and Hostel, and you remember that like part of like the early two thousands that 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 was like all like just gore porn, yeah, like it was yep. just all like like, it was like body a, like it was like a five year mess of horror of just like of gore, like yeah. let's slice people up on mm-hmm. camera and let's like make it look really realistic. So I'd seen all that and you know, I would see that and not even flinch and, and all that stuff. And then I remember flipping through and I came across that transformation scene. It's fucking incredible. And, and where his hand starts to extend 
I just remember like cringing and being like, oh, because oh, it that looks because it just looks like it's the most painful thing that you go through where you wouldn't actually die from it. And they don't hide it in one shot. Yeah. They show you three different angles of his yeah. hand extending and you're like that. I mean, the f- the freaking time and effort that, that has to go into that because it's a different hand every time because it's like from his point of view. Then you see him looking at his hand. Then you see like a frontal of his hand. And so you're like, man, they like, they spent a lot of time and effort and money just on a fake hand. Yeah. And, but it's so good. That transformation scene. Did, did it remind you guys of pinhead? Remember in pinhead? I said that the uh, scene where the, uh, yeah, where the guy comes back alive. He comes and, back out of the, uh, and his out of the ground. long ass arms come out of the yeah. ground. Did it, And I said, it reminded me of immediately of American werewolf in London yeah. where his hands grow and he slaps them down on the ground. Yeah, and goes on. How do they forth. do? Like, do you know how the, that transformation scene? How like they? How they filmed, like, the stuff changing. No, it's is it like stop this, motion? This is it? this to me, um, there is some stop motion in there. Def- okay. Definitely, especially when it comes to um, some of his uh, facial features. Yeah, I think that's what they were doing when they're doing the hand. But this is what baffles me. Movie magic is brilliant because you ha- like honestly, I think you have to be there to really understand it. The face, I think, was not the actual actor. That was some sort of animatronic or machine yeah, or something. Like a, yeah. But yeah. then the hand looked like stop motion, and then a lot of times they're like they're doing stop motion where it's his face, and then they put some makeup on him, and then they do another shot, and then they put makeup on him and do another shot, just like you would do like an old school cartoon sketch, yeah. sketch by sketch. I th- I'm pretty sure that's what's going on with a, a lot of that transformation yeah. scene. So if you think about it. Um, that transformation scene alone, which is maybe like thirty seconds of film, probably mm. took them three days to film. Yeah. No, isn't it? Well, no, I read it. it took over ten days. No, it was three weeks, ten hours a day that it took to do that transformation scene. Three weeks. Wow. Yeah. I think it was. Like, I'll, I'll double check. But and then and then also. I w- no, I mean that's what that like that's the kind of dedication and also why practical effects is out because you can do that in probably a week with digital effects. Yeah. yeah. You got a good program. Maybe even a day. I don't know. Yeah. Exactly. It's just gonna be a lot more cost effective, but you do it lose looks, a little bit of that movie it magic. Looks so good with the practical effects. Like I watched this tonight and I was like. This movie is scarier because it's more realistic than anything that I watch in CGI. I don't know if that's yeah. just because I have an eye for CGI and I'm like, ah, yeah, yeah, or or what. But I think part of the, the reason this movie freaks me out is because the practical effects are so good. Yeah, because it looks, it looks like something you could touch and feel. You yeah. know, the not... head ripping off at the end. Yeah, if so I can good. skip there, where the he freaking jumps out of the movie theater, rips the guy's head off, yeah. and spits it onto the car. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> right yeah. that whole that whole last scene there's so much like gnarly yeah. death nah, yeah it's, it's my a, favorite is when the guy <laughs> flies out of the window and then yeah. gets run over and, gets and, run over. and yeah. then right after that someone gets crushed up against two cars yeah, yeah. that 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 seems funny because it's almost like it's almost like a uh a comedy in its pace, right? Yeah. And, and it's in the Piccadilly Circus. Yeah. You know, kind of, the, it had that, da, 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 ra, da, 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 but it was like horrific at the same time. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I don't know whether to laugh or be scared. So, I mean, I kind of wanted to ask you about that. So we had the cops, you know, the, you mentioned in before when we talked about Last House on the Left, the like, uh, kind of like Keystone cops. <laughs> yeah. And here you have these two cops where one is kind of like by the books and the other one's like, the, uh, are we talking the uh, Scotland Yard? Yeah, that's who Scotland Yard is. Yeah. And you have the one who, he's not really bumbling, 
No, but he is. He's, he's definitely bumbling. He yeah? knocks over the pans well, I mean, and he can't he put them back over, together. But then, like, everything else, it's like he's doing it by the book, but just, like, a half beat too late. You know, yeah. and... He actually has the good ideas, too, but you can tell the inspector guy is... Yeah. Down. yeah. So, like, I kind of want to ask you, like, what do you... What did you think about those? It's, a lot of these characters are very interesting. And... It, so, you... Okay, like, you have Jack and you have David, Right. The two main guys, the Americans. And all of this really comes about because they, they fail to follow one one piece of advice. You're given that one piece of advice at the very beginning of the movie. And that's, you know, where the, the sheep guy, the sheep truck driver guy, just drops it uh, drops him off and he asks or he tells him, Okay, cool. Um just go ahead and head down this road. Um Stay off the moors, stick to the road, best of luck to you. Yeah. Eventually that doesn't happen, and that's when madness kind of ensues. No. No? Well, I mean, if eventually, they, eventually they're on the moors. Yeah, they don't, they don't stick to the road. Yeah, yeah they don't. After, that's after like the... Well, yeah, but they're given that advice yeah, and then yeah. again and, and so forth. That whole opening scene, they're kind of ignoring the advice they keep getting. Yeah. Obey the moon. What? Uh-huh. Huh? Stick to the road. Ah, we'll sing like drunken American. Yeah, we're, we're just going to be. Well, I mean, they end up at the Slaughtered Lamb, which, yeah. by the way, is an awesome fucking name for a pub. And that like little it's fucking a wolf, right? Yeah. With a, it's getting a severed, cut in half. Yeah. By or it's like, a, it's like impaled on a it's yeah. like a It's like yeah. a beheaded. Yeah. And it's impaled. Like, that'd be a cool like little banner to just like have up in your house somewhere and be like, oh, what's people sure. are like? Oh, what's that? Oh, it's, it's a pub. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. a pub in England. By the way, that, that town sucks. Yeah. yeah. Tiny little town in North England, which I think is called Scotland. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, what? North England? Not going to lie. Central. That whole scene, that whole beginning part made me want to go to like Northern England. Yeah. Just to yeah. like go hang out. No, it looks so awesome. I think that whole like kind of soft open the first 17 minutes, like the hook is what really creeps me out because I'm like, I like, you know, camping, backpacking, that type yeah. of thing. And it's like such a realistic situation. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. oh, okay. We just walked in. We in, just graduated college. Go yeah. to England. You know, we'll spend a whole three months doing whatever. But it's and, also not like it is in like, I think more modern day movies where it's like, hey, we just graduated from college. Let's go backpacking. Ah, oh, I love backpacking. Don't you? Yeah. Let's backpack They don't together. have to set it up. It's just, they're in the middle of it. it and there's yeah. not a lot of cell phone chatter. Yeah. Like, I hate that in movies now. Like, they have to explain away cell phones. I'm like, like that opening scene, people nowadays might have tried to waste time explaining why they didn't call the cops. Yeah, they'll be like, and oh, like, there's no You didn't service. even need it. Yeah. yeah. You didn't even need it. You know, it, it's it so good. It's just, oh, hey, we're trying to get somewhere. And they're like, oh, it's cold. Let's go in here. Um, Which I want to ask you, like, okay, so they, there's that moment where everyone, you know, in the pub turns and looks, you know, at them and just keeps staring at them. And it's like, you have the whole, like, okay, they're an outsider thing. But, like, I feel like if if you're a pub that doesn't get much business, and, oh, here's two new guys. Like, wouldn't you be like, oh, let's try to sell them everything we got? I feel like that their whole gig, though, is just like they just want to be to themselves. And mm-hmm. like, I think especially I because it's a full moon. Yeah. Right. They're like, yeah. you're walking in this place in the wrong fucking time. Oh, so you think maybe they're suspicious that these guys might be. One of the uh, no, like, no, no. They're just like you're. You know, like this is not the right day to to walk into this. Because oh, like okay. when the doctor goes later, they're still pretty suspicious, but they don't yeah. like everybody stop and stare at him when he walks in. They're just yeah. like, who's this guy? Well, I think too I mean? because he was like British also, and yeah. 
Yeah, maybe. Kind of walked in like he owned the place where they were like super timid and like American. So they're like, what the hell? Yeah, but it was also full moon. I mean, they were like, you're yeah. outside during the full moon. Who what, um, guys? what do you think drives the whole like, it, well, no one wants to talk about it. No one just says it. Why don't, in my mind, the part where I was getting was like, why doesn't anyone just say it? Yeah. The worst that's going to happen is these two American guys are going to be like, Oh, these guys are crazy. Whatever. Uh, okay, we're gonna leave, which is what they're trying to get them to do anyway. Yeah, it was weird because like they were like being dicks to him the whole time, but then when they left, they're like we shouldn't let them leave. They can't go out there by themselves. And I'm like, be- because but you I just mean, drove them away. There was you're two, assholes. There was like one or two guys that were straight up being dicks and wanted them to leave, but then there was like the one dude who later on talks to the doctor out yeah. in the rain. The dark, and, the dart. But throw. he was yeah, the dart. But throw. he was and, a dick to the. Guys. Exactly. That's really? what I'm saying. He was a dick, and so was the barkeep, the the lady who ran the the pub. But then, as soon as they left, both of those two like flipped and were like, "We can't let him leave," you know. Uh, and the other guys still remained dicks, being like, "Oh, if it's murder, it's murder." I think they had accepted him though. Like <laughs> I felt like they, like the guy was telling a joke, and they were telling stories and talking about yeah. the Alamo, and they were like, "All right, all right, <laughs> let's, yeah. let's fuck around with these guys, you know, have a good time." Yeah. I, and I just think they were like timid because they didn't. And they did probably didn't scream werewolf right away because you never know what they're going to go back and say. Like if they do stay and live and then they go that, oh yeah, there's this werewolf town. You know what I mean? Like to me, they, they want to keep it secret that they're a werewolf town, even but, though they have werewolves plastered everywhere in pentagram. But the why? Because they want to kill the werewolf. So if everyone's coming because, of, oh, it's a werewolf town, I don't they could kill the werewolf. I, I think, think they don't they, want it to spread though too. Yeah, I don't I think guess, they. Okay. I don't think they I were going that. out hunting the werewolf though. I think they only did that because they, they were knew that the, the kids. The yeah, kids yeah were they, they don't want to be attacked by the werewolf. I just figure if you have people come in and people are like, well, let's check this out, and they send Scotland Yard, they have twenty guys with guns out there, and, and you kill the werewolf. Um, but in any case, know. interesting town. And then I'm yeah. a little confused on how he goes from uh, North England, aka Scotland, down to London. London? Yeah, there's London. no hospitals between. Scotland and London? Well, like, maybe, be maybe because he was weird. Ameri- I don't know. It could American be because or? the uh, the embassy or something like that. Like uh, I don't know. Something. Something. That that all that stuff me. was like really like they just like. Eh, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's been three weeks. Same, even Wait, with uh, what? Three fucking weeks. Yeah. What's the other guy's name? His other friend, Jack. 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 Jack like, and, uh, they're just like, oh yeah, we sent his body back to America, and I was like, yeah. already? Like, yeah. well, ship it, that shit back in three weeks. They would have. Yeah, because he was out for like two weeks, three weeks, or whatever. Was, was. he? Yeah, I they, thought he was just in the. No, I don't think he was. They said he was that David was, was out cold for three freaking weeks. Yeah. Really? That's why yeah. his face is like perfectly healed. Yeah. After getting it ripped off. Oh. Yeah. Which was hard to believe in itself. Like, why was he out for three weeks? It must have been whatever the werewolf blood that was taking over his body. I honestly think it was a script ploy so that they could like hurry it up to the next full moon. But but I thought also like because he, he spent a lot of time in the hospital and then yeah yeah he spent you know, I think like a week it was, like outside he then, was out for two weeks and then no they say three they say because I thought they said was, two and then no, he spends like a week ago. in the hospital no, three weeks and then he spends another week and then the events of the movie unfold over like a couple days oh okay okay but um yeah so that I mean that you have that creepy secret town werewolf town. England, Scotland, Werewolf Town, Scotland. Why, why would Scotland Yard be investigating it if it were Northern England? Scotland Yard. I was, I was, I was super cheesy. I was like, "Fucking call it Scotland, will you?" Well, Scotland <laughs> Yard is it has a place in England, doesn't it? I thought that's just the name of the department or the or the branch of police that does it. Because I'm pretty sure I've heard Scotland Yard being involved with stuff in like in London and like in actual like. I don't know. England, I think they England. might call them in for like an outside. 
Maybe. independent adjudicator, but I think Scott. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't know. I'm not the best historian. I thought that was like an Interpol thing would be your mm, FBI yeah. type. But in in any case, I mean, you have that. Uh, the, the characters themselves, I think, they're interesting. They're for me, they weren't really like multi-dimensional, but they totally were at the same time. You know, because you kind of have the doctor who's just like, oh, medicine, 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 medicine. You know, it, but it, later on, that's not the case. I think I think he goes through a little bit of a change because he he's so such a stern mm-hmm. doctor. You can tell from that first scene where he's like, walks in on the chick, the two chicks being like super horny and talking about yeah. the hot American, and he's yeah. like, he's like, button it up, bitches, get back to work. <laughs> and then by the end, he has like he has like a heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, even Nurse Alex, like yeah. she's kind of like at first, just like, oh, I'm nurse. Whatever, and then like you know, she kind of she she to me know. wants to bang that guy at the end. Oh, every yeah. minute she's on screen. Oh she's yeah, like, oh, absolutely. She's like, oh look at him, that American with his American tongue. Yeah, <laughs> I'd like I'd like it's to see. It's not cut, eh? It's not cut, eh? He's Jewish. I checked. It's common now. I want to see it too. There was a bit of a rapey vibe in that first hospital scene. Yeah, like they were gonna rape him. <laughs> oh, just that weird ginger girl was gonna yeah. rape him. Yeah. She looked like the chick from know, the other Independence chick Day, yeah. who like is a stripper with uh, Will, Will Smith's Smith. wife, and it was like she's like, "Well, I'm gonna go up and greet the aliens. Check out my sign." That girl, <laughs> she kind of looked like her. I don't and, know. And then I also felt it was a little pull. rapey when they first walked in the slaughtered them too. Like yeah. it was, I was like, "Are they gonna rape these guys?" <laughs> I don't know. The first, that was just first, thrown like, in there. The first half <laughs> hour, like in. the first half hour was. Pretty rapey to me. Yeah, and then I was almost like towards the end too. I was like, "Is the werewolf gonna rape Alex?" <laughs> oh no! Is that how he survives? I don't know if I got those That's vibes. How he passes I was like, on the seed. Yeah, like the, uh, the, the seed of the wolf. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have to scratch her. Um, the the movie had like. Really strong sexual tension, I think. Yes, that's what that's what led to all those. Oh, lines. absolutely, absolutely. Um, but yeah, you have you have. Every, a, by the way, everybody at that hospital is pissed off. Everybody's yes. a dick. Nobody. Nurse, everyone's like, I don't want to be here. The nurse freaking tries to suffocate him to eat chicken. Like the doctor's <laughs> pissed off at everybody. Yeah. The orderly is just screaming his freaking head off. Yeah. I was like, that, everybody is pissed at that hospital. Yeah. And then uh, the um, the embassy guy is super pissed. Yeah. All of a sudden, he's like, "Stop yelling! Stop yelling! Stop yelling!" Ah, fucking fucking kids. And what? He's like, "I hate American kids." Yeah. You yeah. know who that is, right? Who's it? That's Frank Oz. That's Yoda. Really? Yeah. He also did the voice of Miss Piggy. In this. <laughs> in this. I don't mention Miss Piggy and Yoda in the same sentence. Uh, I guess it's the same to. thing. Oh, you mean in in this movie? Because he's watching the Muppets. That, yeah, point. I read something that the that episode of the Muppets was never aired in America. Yeah, it was only in yeah, England. It was in Britain. Yeah, and that's why people thought that it was made like just for this movie or something like that. But it was actually like a normal Muppets. No, thing. they were just very authentically British. A lot of this was shot on location too. You can tell there's no there's no such thing as like swampland moors in uh, <laughs> in America land. I don't think this was in Bakersfield. Yeah, <laughs> Bakersfield, Iran. Yeah, the movie so just, had a lot of Britishness. Just to, to clarify it. too, like where this movie took place, it took place in or it was supposed to take place in like Yorkshire, England. Okay. Which is not in Scotland. Okay. It's like between, like, so like London is down here, yeah. Yorkshire is here, and Scotland's up here. Evan, Evan's showing us a map. Yeah, yeah. sorry guys. Where, where's Yorkshire? Where all that red stuff is. 
The red stuff being the blood from the werewolf. It's just like locations of stuff that I Okay, yeah. it's almost Welsh. It's like between. It's almost Welsh. So I want to like central United, central UK, northern England. It's really close to like Manchester. I want to talk be like about the next biggest town. The um, city, by the way, uh, man, like it's a city, not a town. It's large. Just what? saying, Manchester. I didn't say it was a town or a city. Well, it's so the next biggest town. Oh, whatever. They're Shut united. Up. That's what I know. You know what I mean. There you go. You got it. This guy gets it. <laughs> <laughs> um, those dream sequence th- things that he oh, had, yeah, all those... the vivid dream sequences and David's sanity. That was confusing me at first because I didn't know that there were dreams. Yeah. They, of him running through the forest yeah, and then his like, hospital bed in the forest. Yeah. Like and eating out deer. There's a lot of naked David in this. Oh, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Naked David I was be waiting the name for the a, I was Very waiting for a, I was waiting for a peen to to pop out there. But no, but no peen. Never. You see yeah. bush, but no peen. Yeah, yeah he no was peen. very sexualized in this. Yeah, yeah. I heard that there baby. there was something with like he they didn't John Landis didn't want to do like a full frontal of him for some reason. I don't want to see the penis. I don't. Is he British? <laughs> John Landis? No, yeah. no. He's from Chicago. <laughs> I like how you did it and then go. Is he British? No. <laughs> Well, Not he was all. in England, so he adopted their customs. <laughs> he actually makes a cameo see... in this movie, John Landis. Who, he's he? one of the guys at the end when he, he like flies through a windshield or something. Yeah. Nice. Oh, in the in the mass hysteria yeah, yeah, that yeah. is the uh, you know I think you like see his face, but yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, he has those vivid dream sequences, including that like that classic like where his face where he looks more like a vampire than a werewolf. Yeah. Where he's like ah. Yeah, straight out of Exorcist. Yeah. Um. I felt like the dream sequences, I didn't realize this. I had to go back and rewind it. The dream sequences were supposed to show like a passage of time too. I didn't Uh get this because it was like he was dreaming and it was like at least a day in between. Because if you notice, I thought it was like a a really bad costume designer mistake. But every time he's like dreaming and then it goes back, the doctor is is in a different outfit. Uh And I was like, this guy's fucking clothes keep changing. What the hell? And then I realized like he has like the couple dream sequences in the forest and then he has the crazy nazi dream sequence and the doctor's outfit changes every time in between that and i was like oh they're, they're really getting that wrong but then i'm like oh yeah. that's supposed to be like four days hmm. oh okay that's yeah why. that was pretty like that was not very clear but yeah. every time he was dreaming was like he was sleeping for a full eight hours okay so he's dreaming and there's like days in between that yeah it's not like a quick nap or anything like no that. no no and um, it's not like concurrently happening while he's so you know. let's talk about nazi werewolves yes because so we went to the um universal studios uh halloween horror nights thing which is fucking fantastic if, if you live near a universal and you can get there for halloween horror nights it's amazing the co- costume you know, in production design, maybe you live in Orlando. You'll your game it, exactly. It, it it's amazing. But we went last year, and one of the mazes was American Werewolf in Pellis in Paris. In, 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 American uh, Werewolf London. In Paris I was mixing up sequel. Paris and yeah. yeah. Do you know about the sequel? I I 15, watched it fifteen years later. It takes place apparently. David and Nurse Alex have a daughter Knew who. It. Is a werewolf Knew and it. moves to Paris. Knew that's what it was about. Rampant. Yeah. Because yeah. I was like, they, it's got to be their kid. That's the only link, too. They just kept the storyline and link. Everybody so then, else yeah. so then right. Jack's yeah. super effed because he's still in limbo because the bloodline wasn't killed. Exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. But um, so in, in in this maze. First of all, the maze <laughs> ruled. It was yeah. my favorite one. 
Yeah. And it actually, I read that it actually won like best maze. Like, really? Yeah. Like for is that a, is that a category? I guess. <laughs> well, they probably like have people. Uh, like once like, like they like, probably one, have people vote like what their favorite maze was. Yeah. Most popular, like sure. Yeah. yeah. I'm super sad because I went to Universal this year and stood in line for like an hour and a half to go to the Walking Dead maze, which was right next yeah. to. The, the Walking Dead maze was an American. It was Werewolf cool, but London. it was not scary. It sucked compared to the rest of the Walking Dead stuff. The tram tour was yeah. where it was at. What, what you gotta yeah. do I is much, this. I much would have rather gone through the American Werewolf in London. I was super bummed I didn't have time. Here's what you do. What you do is you go hit the tram first, okay? Because that's what everyone. But you gotta be there like as the gates open. You gotta be like you know I was how they're there, like, like forty minutes after. Yeah, you no, you gotta be there like. 30 minutes before, 40 minutes before to where like they kind of open up and you go to that second set of gates and they open it. You go down to the tram, you do the tram, you do the other two like big mazes down downstairs and then you come back up and then you can go ahead and hop over and do the uh, the one that's in that area where American Werewolf is. That one is always the one that kind of takes me by surprise and scares me. They had uh, the insidious one uh, there they also had the uh, Texas Chainsaw one, which I was like, oh, Texas Chainsaw, whatever. Oh, the smell. But, like, uh, the, the smell. The smell was terrible. Right? That, like, sweet, rotting bacon smell. Yeah, yeah. This is, those. that's, spot two is by the clock tower in Back to the Future. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. But, um. Is that if, the if, same if, smell if, that they used in the clown one this year? No. We made no. Adam, there was a, like, a 3D maze of, like, killer yeah. clowns that yeah. we made Adam go oh, through. Oh, I know the soundtrack was, was personally picked by Slash. Yes, yeah, Slash. No, I think yeah. he did the soundtrack. He oh, did, he and better. there he was better. no guitar in it, which was weird. No, it was. It was just like, we were like, Couple, yeah. It I, could, I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> if you, like if you guys have never been to Universal Studios, you can just tune this out. Yeah. But in any case, so there's a point in the American Werewolf in London maze um, where we were t- turning the corner, it's like oh, there, at first you walk in, there's the um, the uh, the slaughtered lamb, yeah. and um, you walk through that. You walk through that, and the guy's like, "Stay off the moors, stick to the road." You know, he's he's doing the thing. Like, oh, you guys, so you guys went through the maze without seeing the without movie, seeing right? the movie. Okay, cool. But, but I figured, cool. I figured, I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. He's you know doing the. So just th- this was thing. like eye opening experience. And I saw the the pentagram thing and the yeah. candles, and I was like, oh, that's kind of creepy. But what they're creeping it up for, and then you know there are a couple things, and then we go into this like what looks like a normal house, and then these things bust through that have machine guns. And they're dressed like Nazis, but they're like werewolf monster things. And I remember like being like, ah, <laughs> what is going on? Like, I'm like laughing and like terrified at the same time. Because like, why are there Nazi werewolves? Yeah. Do you I was, like, I, for, for the longest time, I thought it was just like, they just was like, this is weird. Let's put this in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like, I think we even asked uh, Ian too. I, I think you asked me like, are there Nazi werewolves in the movie? And he's like, no. Or something like that, and then well, they aren't explicitly Nazi either, right? No. It's kind of like werewolf. It's soldiers. just like yeah. their their outfits look very they Nazi. Have Nazi but, helmets. And you believe it in England, right? Yeah. But the best part of the maze was they had the transformation scene in the maze where you walk by and it's like a window and you can look yeah. in. It's like that. It's yeah. the apartment that you can look into, and he's like on the ground. He's like, like when he's on his back, and yeah. it's it's cool. Is freaky which is a freaky shot to me even though it's yeah. in broad daylight yeah he looks super big and i was yeah. just like oh fuck it, i don't watch this yeah it's fucking but in any case watching the movie yeah nazi werewolves show up and i'm just like 
Yes. Yeah. I did it with that's, that's probably one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Because yeah. it's like, it's so blatant and out of nowhere. And it's so weird and funny. Yeah. Like, he's just shooting everybody. Like, they're shooting the little kids. And at the yeah. end of it, they're like, yeah, we're going to slice your neck. Yeah. <laughs> they just kill them. They're just holding them. And they, because it, it, it reminds know, it puts them back home. And it's just like, yeah. It reminds me of that weird cutaway scene in Dumb and Dumber where, where, uh, yeah. Lloyd Christmas is like hanging out with Mary Swanson's family. Oh, yeah. And it's like really giggly, goofy music. And he's yeah. like making a bunch of jokes. I was like, oh, yeah, family time. <laughs> They're all dead. <laughs> but then I thought it like goes super fucked up because then he wakes up and yep. he's like, nurse, nurse, nurse. And she walks to the window and then she She's gets like, oh, killed. Oh, I know what you need. You need some sunlight. And she opens the window. And she gets killed. And then it's like, it's totally inceptioning you. You're like, oh, you're up another level. And then he wakes up and he's like, Fuck! And I was yeah. like, "Yeah, no, seriously, dude." Because that's what you would do. Freak You'd be like, "Fuck!" fuck. <laughs> um, I also, <laughs> I think that scene's important too because, um, that scene and the scene where he runs the payphone, and he calls his family. The only time you hear him really talk about his family, yeah. and his, it's like the first scene, like the nightmare scene. He has a nightmare of going home and being with his family. Yeah. Hence why he's on probably a three month backpacking trip and not calling them, and yeah. they're not flying out there when he's attacked by a savage maniac. Um, and then he goes to call him and they basically give two shits about him. Yeah. So it's like, well, not even, yeah, they're not even well, home. they're, they're not home. Well, the know? sister's home, the, the, yeah. but his sister's like a, like younger or whatever. Yeah. You know, and, and that's the whole thing too. That was a, an important moment in the film for me because it was this weird way that they made it realistic by making it kind of like less sweet. Like, you know, he's like, he's like, oh, I need you to tell mom and dad, like, I love them. And then he's like, I want you to not fight with Max. And then, you know, you can't yeah. hear what his sister's saying, but he's like, well, try. Just try not to fight with him and tell him that I love him and I love you, too. He's like, yeah, he's on yes, an island. Yes, I do. Yeah. Like, I, I, I do love you. Come on. Just can you do that? Can you remember to tell the thing about mom and dad? That I love them. And he's doing that because it's like, you know, the person on the other side is completely oblivious. And they're a child, so of course they're going to be reacting like a child. Yeah. Where in any other, I think, horror movie, you have that whole like, oh, what's wrong? Something must be wrong. It's like, if you don't know, if they're not telling you what's wrong, like you're going to assume they're just being like, what are you, ta- what are you talking about? Leave. Stop. Stop talking to me. Go, 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 go do <laughs> stuff. Go do stuff in England. Yeah, but I think those two scenes are important to yeah. learn about uh, David's character and his relationship with his family. Yeah. It makes it okay that he, you know, is getting talked into killing himself by his best friend. Best yeah. friend, which we have not mentioned, by the way. What yeah. another stunning makeup scene is right? this? Like, oh, yeah. And like, he just degrades over time. He, he's like the comic relief, and he's like so optimistic, and he's just like rotting. <laughs> I love that. I used to, like, the first time I saw that, that's what I remembered most about the movie. Well, Besides the transformation, was like this, like, rotting comedy character that keeps showing up, and he's like, hey, buddy, kill well, yourself, yeah, you well, dipshit. Well, what's interesting <laughs> about that, too, is that, yeah, he's, he's like, when he first sees him in, like, the apartment after, by the way, Nurse Alex, she's like, oh, uh, do you have a place to stay in London? Yeah, she what brings a him home. <laughs> she brings him home. And then she's like, I've banged seven dudes, three of which were one-night stands. You want to yeah. be in on that? And she's just like, so I'm just throwing that out there. And then she's like, well, I'm going to go take a shower. Do you want to watch the telly while I do that? You know, and um, it, it was just one of those things where... And it I, was one of the most awkward non-sex scenes ever where yeah. they're just... Kissing each other in the shower, but clearly they didn't want to show either of those actors like naughty bits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they were just like <laughs> hugging and kissing in the shower. <laughs> Hug you and kiss you so much. So one of the, one of the other things too is with 
Jack, the the comedic relief, Love Jack. you know, in it. So you know, he's he's there, and he's like, "Oh, a nurse, huh?" When he shows up the first yeah. time, well, not well, the first time, the second time. First time he's eating his breakfast in the hospital. In the hospital, yeah. yeah. Um, he's like, "Oh, bacon. Can I have some? Can I have some toast?" Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> dipping that toast. And he in the looks eggs, like, like gnarly, where he's up. just like fucking like all ripped up and shit. Um, but he's comedic relief. But really, if you think about what he's there for, yeah. He's trying to talk the dude into suicide. Yeah, he's yeah. he's there it's with he's there dark. at Alex's house or apartment, and then he's just like, yeah, he's like, so the thing is, I'm in limbo until that. So what you got to do? And he his tone totally changed. He's like, yeah, so you got to kill yourself. Yeah, it's weird because he's almost like uh, he's comic relief in a sense, but he's also like kind of his moral compass. Mm, yep. Yeah. But in a weird way, like to where it's yep. like he doesn't know if it's real or not, and so he's like, I don't know. Yeah. But he's like telling them like like you're gonna kill people and it's gonna suck for them. I, <laughs> like, yeah, I, f- I feel that that whole idea that idea of a ghost from your past haunting you and explaining almost giving you exposition to the storyline. Yeah, is a unique, you know, kind of it's kind of a a different um, look in this movie. I was like, yeah, oh, that's kind of I don't know whether this is like funny and then it's dark and then like it's a clever way to give exposition of. W- you know, what the main character's thinking, you know, without having to have some weird scene where he's thinking about suicide and writing a note or calling somebody. It's like, he's got his self-conscious there. I mean, if I was, if it was me and I was David, I'd probably be in the same boat. Like, I wouldn't know if I was just crazy and seeing my friend. I wasn't just going to, I want to just kill myself because I may have saw a ghost, you know? The other thing about that is that's where the inception dream, I think is important. Because he has that dream where, yeah, you know, Nazi werewolf comes out and kills his family. And then he wakes up and he's in the hospital. And then it turns out he's not. He's still in a dream. So psychologically, you're like, okay, is this real or is this not? And I I think that's like the whole thing. Like you're saying, am I going to kill myself just because I think I saw this? Could you make the argument that it's all in his head? Let's think about it. Like he's been in a coma this whole time. I mean, I yeah, think or that he's like looking at reading the paper and hearing about deaths and just attributing it to himself. I mean, I think you could. You could like imagine that's Never all thought about head. that. Maybe that's an angle. You know, that's that's kind of the weird thing about this movie is. I mean, maybe he went psycho and woke up in the zoo. Yeah. Apparently that fucking wolf cage is very easy to get into. Yeah, but not out of. And those wolves could clearly just walk right out of there. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, not out. In. That's how. They, that's how they get the wolves. Oh, yeah. It's like they a one way. They just put a stake down. And yeah. Like, yeah, I feel like we'll, we'll I feel something. like those wolves were all like horny for him too. <laughs> yeah. like, when he woke up, he was like, well, he was sexual like, tension, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Sexual well, no, not because he was naked, because he was like the giant like alpha yeah. wolf yeah. when he came yeah. in, and so they're like, oh, they were circling yeah. him. Yeah. 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 And then when he woke up, they were still like, yeah, we want you. Yeah. So we can get that wolf pee. A lot of rapiness in this movie. Let me see that. Let me see that little Christmas light. Can we talk about the porn movie that he goes to see? See you next Wednesday. That's what I wanted to talk about is should it have been Tuesday? Yeah, it should have been. You have the with with Jack, you know, some of the comedy and stuff. You have some of the musical cues, you know, where it's like comedic when he's changing almost like it's like, okay, you got this weird fucking duality. And then you have the the porno theater where, you know, he's watching a porno, he's like with all these like people, and then you have all these like ghosts or whatever being like, Oh, and they're joking around. That's that's the the real key, I think that 
he decides to kill himself or not kill himself, but he's like, yeah, I need to go. Yeah. The, uh, that, that porno was so funny. When that dude with the big old mustache walks in, (laughs) Hey, I thought I told you not to do this anymore. I've never met you. You never told me anything about that. I never met you fool. (laughs) The girl's like, I don't even know who you are. He's like, what? Sorry. Oh. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I was reading that out. John Landis, actually, that's actually an accredited like, film under his name. Is that... that hey, why that not? He shot, if he shot that porn. He, he, they actually filmed that before they even started making the movie. Makes sense. They got to be able to put it up on the screen when they're... Yeah. Yeah. And oh, I guess like it's it's like you can see posters for it and stuff like that in his other films and stuff like that like in the background. Oh, that's oh, cool. That's rad. Like the pack of see red apples in Tarantino movies. Everybody smoking red apples. Oh yeah, 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 <sighs> yeah, yeah. That's rad. I dig that. I dig that. Yeah. But yeah. So <sighs> what about the porno scene, uh, James? No, just that it was hilarious. Yeah, it, it's it's hilarious. But then oh, you the have, porn itself. You have the, the the transformation. Scene, the scene is the exact opposite. Again, it's juxtaposed, right? You have this funny porn, and then you have. The fucking like most serious like you scene kill yourself. of you facing the people that you have uh, supposedly sinned against. It's almost yeah. like a religious type scene where you're like, "Oh, the, you got to face your sins." What's yeah. What's also weird about that is it starts off with just yeah, you got to kill yourself. You you have to do it. You have to break the the bloodline. Blood and then you know they're like, uh, "Try this." And it's like, "Well, you don't want to do that. What if it doesn't work?" And yeah. you know you have the people that Which are kind of comedic, but also dark. Exactly, you have the dark people who are pissed off, being like, hey, "Put it right in your mouth, and you won't yeah. miss that way." And the then three bums the who I thought yeah. were gonna break out into song. <laughs> I like I, how the I was like, "This is a, a musical troupe, right?" The couple too is like so like like yeah. the girl is so cheery. Oh, you yeah. yourself. It was like yeah. the like the the mom from. Uh, Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, yeah. super happy all the time. Well, I think, you know, they they were kind of like, listen, he turned into a monster. He didn't choose to kill us. You know, it it wasn't really his fault. Somebody would make that argument. Especially because they were trying to, like, um, scare their friends. You know, so, you know, they had a sense of humor about it all. Yeah, this movie is, not only is it scary with the werewolves and the, you know, freaking heads rolling across cars. But also, if you think about it, like the more that I would put myself into David's situation, the more psychologically terrifying that is to me. Yeah. To see dead people and have that weigh on your conscience. And because before I'm like, man, I'd be a fucking werewolf. That sounds great. Like one day a year, I just go wild, kill people. I don't care. I don't don't even remember it. It's not like like, being a werewolf and possibly killing people thing. It's because that's easy. You're like, oh, full moon coming up. Better get in my cage for the night. Yeah, like Buffy, where uh, Seth Green just locks himself up. Yeah, and he's he, a good guy. You just do that, and like no, yeah. no big deal. I think the worst part of being a werewolf would just be the transformation. It looks like it. Sucks. Well, I mean, like that, that would, yeah, yeah obviously he's, that would hurt. But you also have the whole like, well, my friend's not at rest, and all these people are not eh. at rest because Qu- of the eh. bloodline. Question: If you were when the werewolf transforms, you think his dick gets bigger? Are, are wolf dicks know. bigger? That's than, what I, yeah. That's what yeah. I proportionally does it to grow human dicks? like his hands grow. Okay. It would just, I mean, I would think because of the size of the the sheer size of the werewolf yeah. after it's fully transformed is gigantic. I'm sure his ween is a little bit bigger. Yeah, it hangs a little lower. But like, if you compare like like a like a animals like a dog. Yeah, I mean, dog, like, even like a big dog compared to like a human. Like, yeah, I don't think they have like. Big wiener. I mean, sounds like I'm looking at what dogs wieners. <laughs> no, I, I see not. your point. Their little lipsticks are not very impressive. No. Yeah. Yeah. All so, right. all right, maybe not. So maybe though, but maybe. Because Although, what about so? 
Okay, so in this movie, they make a ton of odes to the original Wolfman. I love the fact yeah. that they... I'm they, glad you're bringing this up. They share the Wolfman culture, and they're yeah. like, this is how we know about wolves, because we watch movies. But um, that guy was only, like, partially wolf, but he probably has a bigger dick. Who? The Wolfman from 19... I, I don't know if you've seen I've the 1941 Lon Chaney Wolfman, but... I know He's of, just yeah, basically yeah. just a dude with a big beard. He's a big hipster. Yeah, he's like that like that Mexican kid who has got, like, the, the, the hairy, hairy face. face. Yeah. The Wolfman yeah, yeah, yeah. face. yeah, yeah. But they talk a lot in this movie about other horror movies, and I mean they talk about the werewolf stuff. But they and they also reference it. I think you have the the, the schoolboy at the zoo, you know, so mm-hmm. be kind of like the omen stuff like that, you know. So it's like, what what does that mean? Because I don't know. Do you have a killer dissection? Prepared yeah, or... I was going to talk about lenses. Lenses. Okay, yeah. we'll leave that question for another time then, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit here about lenses. But um, are you are you talking about kind of the reference to the self referential movie within a movie type thing? John Landis is doing it a lot in this movie because he's not only he references Wolfman, uh, uh, the Alamo, yeah. and then also you see a porn movie, right? The, you see a movie yeah. theater. You and they reference two Wolfman movies. I think because like one guy's like, oh, the Wolfman. Have you ever seen it? When he's talking with Alex and she's like, oh, this. And he's like, no, no, the original or something like that. Or he says Bela Lugosi in it. And he's like, oh, I believe like, yep, it can only be killed by someone that loves him. Bela Lugosi and Lon Chaney. Same, oh, okay. Same, okay. One, 19, same one. 1940s okay. Universal. I'm an idiot. But but then also he does mention um, Universal Studios in there somewhere. There's a line where he's like, yeah, Universal Studios like classic movie monster. And you're like, what? Yeah. But um, so, yeah, there's lots of weird madness there that happens at the end, too. Like the whole the climax of it is, yeah, it's the last 10 minutes and it just goes for it. And I I almost feel like there's got to be some subtext to it. I know it seems like it's just kind of that weird, like comedic, like everyone crash, everyone die. It reminded me a lot of the beginning of Maximum Overdrive. Yeah. When everybody's just dying ridiculously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So John Landis needed to wrap the movie. He did a couple lines of Stephen King's cocaine. And <laughs> yes, they felt, they were like, let's do it. Yeah. yeah but Piccadilly Circus, I'll get this done in an hour. And I mean, I feel like with this particular movie, there's something to that. I don't feel like it was just like, okay, and now, because they could have had people dying throughout, but really you had... You know, you had uh, Jack die, and the the, the werewolf that, that got him. You had then the four people, five people that that David went on that killing spree the first night that he turned. Yeah, and then the last ten minutes, you have a ton of people yeah. dying, and the way that that all happens is you is have. It, I thought he only he only really killed like a couple people at the movie theater, and then like the one dude who he bit his head off. Well, yeah, that's no, I'm not talking about oh, who but then he a bunch killed. Of car deaths. I'm yeah, talking that's about all him. the deaths. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Well, and that's what I, I, you know, you have the couple people in the movie theater, but then at the end, you have when they're trying to like lock him in the movie theater or whatever it is, and they're trying to close it off. All these people trying to push their way in, and when he runs down that alley and they have him cornered, all these people are trying to push their way past these police with guns, trying to kill this thing. You have all these people going nuts and crashing and like not wearing seatbelts and flying through the windshield and getting run over and getting smashed. You had, I think I counted at least 10 deaths 
that all had to do with people's kind of hysteria and just kind of not knowing how to drive and being crazy and stuff. So I don't know if there's some kind of subtext there to the whole like, you know, we're killing ourselves more than the monsters that we think would kill us or something like that. Hmm. I don't know what your guys' take on that is. I could see it in that scene, but I couldn't see it in the rest of the movie. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. Well, that's the thing. You don't see it in the rest of the movie. It's just until that very end yeah. where it's like, well, yeah, you have this monster. He kills although, a few people there, but now we're fucking ourselves up. Although the subway scene, the guy kind of kills himself, which is a cool scene. I thought like, you know, yeah. who hasn't been, if you guys ever been in like a New York City subway, it's fucking creepy at night like that. Yeah. I just if, don't get why every horror movie that has like a death scene on a subway there's no one anywhere around. Because it's the only way that it'll happen. I, you know what? Surprisingly, when I was in New York like last summer, I was coming home from a Yankees game, taking the subway, and we were going from Brooklyn to Queens. So quite a ride. If you've seen The Warriors, it's pretty much the trip of The Warriors. Um, but surprisingly, right after a Yankees game, I mean, we stayed till the very end. Everybody exits. And we go wait on our, like the, our subway line for the train, and there were three people. Yeah, yeah. It was Stephanie and I and three people. And it was creepy. Because it was like, there's like a group of people down there by themselves. Werewolves come out to play. Yeah. I can't do it because one has beer in it. It just reminds me of like the noises I would hear in Hellraiser. <laughs> the like chains. the chains. Clanging. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, continue. So, I, was, I, I, do that, I do that Warriors chant to my, my cat. I'm like, Stephanie, <laughs> come out and play. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get you say when I was in New York, same it's, thing. It's surprising, but it's it seems random too because another time I was coming home from a pizza joint in Manhattan at two a.m. and it's like you had to fucking jam onto the train to get up yeah. to get there. But like from a Yankees game, when you think there'd be thousands of people leaving, I was like, this is okay. creepy as shit. And it was one of those above the ground like stations, so you could actually like like you weren't even underground, but you were up above ground, and you're like, mm, you know what? You don't really have a lot. A lot of places to run because there's just one stairway down. Like if yeah. that got, if someone came up that stairway, you're fucked. There's no other stairway. Just it's I mean, look you at the jump. L.A. metro system, dude. I was drunk. I mean, that would be abandoned at any part of the day. Yeah, <laughs> just can, one person. Do there. trains run? Use that? Yeah. Do, yeah. do trains run? In yeah, I uh, I, I forgot why, but I decided to look up recently. Just I decided to Google search. City of Los Angeles. I was just doing research because oh, no. I was just like, oh, like, you know, people say L.A., like L.A. this, L.A. that. And it's like, well, you got, you know, different areas and different cities that people call L.A. and stuff like that. And then um, they said something about like the mass transit system, like the, the metro Ma- thing there. Basically or whatever, downtown and then down Santa Monica Boulevard. was like one of the top 10, like most people using a system and I'm like, really? It's, it doesn't feel like it would be that big, but apparently it is. And I've taken that once. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird. It was weird. Hmm. I've taken the Amtrak there, but never Yeah, I've taken I've metro. taken the real people train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but um but yeah, and you mentioned the whole like sexual tension building throughout the whole thing yeah. and it's like I, I really that's why like, I was wondering that that whole like where it all comes to a head at the end if that kind of plays it was like the, the orgasm. Game. Yeah. Yeah, it was the orgasm of the movie. <laughs> Exactly. The climax. That's why they call it the climax. Um, that subway scene, though, I loved the um, the shot from up on top of the escalator where you see the guy on the bottom and then the, the werewolf just barely walks on the screen. I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. Creepy. Yeah. So I think this would be a good point 
to talk about your killer dissection. Yeah, actually, that ties into that scene. Yeah, it ties into, you know, those long shots. There's just a lot of, like, really long shots and just kind of, like, they they let the scene play out, like, in the beginning where they're walking along the little meandering trail and they move off screen and you still hear them. And it's just kind of hold, long yeah. holds and long, steady shots there. So, um, you want to talk about lenses. So, killer dissection. Shing, 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 shing. Shing, shing. Ah! Shing, ah! Um, every time, he, every time. He's... There it is. Do yeah, the pterodactyl noise. That. I don't know what that is. The the one from yeah, yeah from Babadook. Uh, um, that opening scene is a, is yeah a lot of long takes. I love that that like shot through the moors. Right, it's clearly establishing the place in Britain. Shot through the moors. When I first saw when I first saw that <laughs> there we go. I first saw that scene and there's like like the winds blowing and like the bush is like shaking. But like it's shaking a lot. Yeah. I, all I pictured was like I just wanted to see some guy stand up and like run across like <laughs> it was a bush costume <laughs> hiding Because <laughs> that's how much it was shaking that yeah. I felt like there was a person behind it. Yeah. That that Northern England weather. Um, oh, it rains for thirty weather. seconds. Yeah. Uh, but let's talk about lenses because there's um, difference between you know uh, a long shot a long take and then a lens right long take the takes are length of time um shots would be distance right yes a, a close-up um or or a medium a, a shot, long shot yeah. medium shot medium close medium long distance of of the camera from the focal, focal point, point. Mm-hmm. and then you have lenses in this movie they use a freaking crap ton of lenses okay the two I would have no way of deciphering that yeah, and it's it's you kind of got to see it side by side, but um, this movie does have the extremes. So on one side of the extreme, you have the fisheye lens, okay, which most people who have an iPhone know what that is now. Yeah, um, but it's where anything in the center is very large, and anything on the side seems very squeezed, like you're looking through a fishbowl. Yeah, right? and you see that um, in this in the c- first couple dreams that that David has, uh, where he's running through the. Uh, forest it's very fish-eyed and you see just the main like he's running in you're in his point of view right and you see the trail that he's running on is very large in front of him yeah and all the trees are really small yeah um and you get a couple fisheye lenses there uh and also later there's like a zoom shot onto his face where his face looks like it's taking up most of the screen and you know like the uh just the peripherals are very small and squishy yeah, just like you're looking through a fishbowl. So you got that, and then on the other end of the spectrum, there's a flat lens. Mm-hmm. And the flat lens, what it does is it's so wide and so vast that it makes a short distance seem very long, which is exactly what we see in the um, subway scene mm-hmm. when we're on top of the escalator. You get this flat shot where you can see the escalator. Um, you can see the uh, like the um, going down escalator. Then you can see the whole bottom of the subway, and then the wolf comes into the top yeah. of the screen, right? And it makes it seem like that escalator is extremely long. It's like two floors, right? Yeah. But it's really not. We know that because we see him fall on top of it. It's not very long. Yeah. But what that lens is doing is it's stretching the image out to make it look further away. Yeah. You see this a lot on shots like on the side of the street when people are walking down the street. Mm -hmm. Uh, Directors and cinematographers will use a flat lens um, to make it seem like the characters have to walk a greater distance. When really they're, they might be walking 10 feet, but it seems like it's 30 feet. Okay. So you can get a lot of dialogue in. If you walk slow, you only need to take 10 steps, but it seems like a long walk. 
where fisheye is the opposite. It makes everything seem very close up and in your face mm. that might be at an av- average distance. Okay. You could do a medium shot and it, it's kind of up in your face and the, the focal point is in your face and the sides are squished. Everything's squished into the middle. Yeah. So this movie plays on a couple uh, different lenses and in-betweens. You know, you have your flat lens and your fisheye lenses, and then they have a like everything in between. So it's it's they're changing lenses a lot, and they're doing a lot of practical effects, and they're yeah. really playing with your eye. So, w- what role do you think those different lenses play in this movie? Did you notice a pattern to how they were using the uh, other than the conventional, you know, film techniques? Did you notice? Uh, a pattern for how and when they would use these lenses, what types of scenes and With the, or what they were trying to convey by that. Um, the It seemed a bit stylized just for stylized choice, but they did tend to use the fisheye lens a lot with David himself, either on his mm-hmm. face or in his point of view. They tend to use the fisheye a lot. What that means is just kind of maybe it's like you're being inside of his head or paranoia. I don't know. I didn't fe- feel a strong yeah. theme, but you could you could probably link it there if you look closely at when they're using the fisheye. The flat lens is just, I mean, they're using that to get a, a lot out of a little. Mm-hmm. You mentioned the, the flat lens on the um, the subway scene, mm-hmm. you know, and with that escalator looking a lot larger than it was, I mean, that might put you in the perspective of the guy that got killed because it's like, well, normally it's just a little escalator, but when you have this beast <laughs> trying to get you, it, it becomes a mountain. Yeah. But I don't think they, they played it that way because it yeah. was from above him. So he was in the center. So oh, I think it was okay. a kind of a play to actually get the werewolf just into frame. Okay. Cause you had like this long, like what seemed far away. Mm-hmm. So you could kind of hide the, the creature or the, the yeah. makeup effects that you had. So it seemed like the creature, the, you know, werewolf stunt man was further away so you can see as much detail. So I think it was to kind of creep you out. Okay. But that's, yeah. I mean the flat use of the flat lens, very strategic in where you're choosing to shoot yourself, especially if it's on location, the more you see on location shoots, the more you'll see different lenses because you know, you might need to make universal studios back lot look like a clock tower. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, we haven't really talked about it. I mean, other than saying just overall the effects, the practical effects and the costuming and the makeup was awesome. But um, the wolf design, what did you guys think about the, the werewolf design itself? Like, I, I kind of dug it because it was this huge beast that was like larger than a man. But when it was on all fours was no like taller than like a big dog almost. Yeah. You know, so it, you have this long wolf type of thing rather than like a tall big It thing. was it was very uh quad quadpedal instead of bipedal? Yeah. Yeah, it didn't walk on on, on two, two legs, legs which yeah. Is what like most werewolf yeah. stuff is. Which There's, which makes it difficult I think for your your costume design. I was reading a thing that was saying that um Baker was he wanted it to be a bipedal, you know, like Wolfman on all on just walking on two legs, but John Landis wanted it to look more like a, a like a hellhound. A hellhound. Uh, well, yeah, they, it was much more like a hellhound. And than a they werewolf. they reference that. Um, Although it depends because it does change. Like you said, the first couple scenes in the Moors, it did seem like a bear. Yeah, 
And then it shifts to like the transformation scene, this long, creepy looking thing. Yeah. And then in the last scene, it was much more hellhoundy. Yeah. What um, they they referenced, uh, it did look a bit like Cujo in the the final <laughs> yeah. scenes. Well, wasn't it? It was like re- it was referenced after one of the dudes like dogs. It I must think. have. It was very dog like. The, there the there was a like reference this. that they made in the movie about I forget the um. What is it that the the demon of like basket like it's there's this like legend in England of this like big like beast like hound chupacabra thing. no <laughs> no that's that's over here they, yeah. they do reference Sweeney Todd in it yeah well they're like you know oh it's like the days of old ain't it um. Also, the the police force over there are much more forgiving than the police force here over there. Yeah. Like you're like fuck, cut uh, the queen. She's blah blah, and then they're like, Prince all Edward's right, it's a faggot. <laughs> all right, yeah. it, enough shenanigans. On you go. Yeah. We're like I, here, I, here. You're like, I don't know if I agree with the president's policies. <laughs> we got a bogey right here. Let's bring him in. <laughs> Take I, you to I got annoyed with that scene. Bay. I was like, this is. Taking too long. I started to like look at my phone during that scene. Yeah. Okay. Why didn't he just punch the cop? Yeah, exactly. Together. Also, That's all you need to cops do. Cops in yeah. England, but it, it would have been done a lot sooner if cops in England carried guns. Yeah. Because they don't. They have to call in a special team that has guns and rifles and stuff. And then, um, but I, I, I do have a final question. Yeah. Final question. I'm gonna try to pose this to you guys in the blind. So if. Uh, David in the beginning let's go to the beginning scene where they're first attacked by yes. the wolf bear mm-hmm. at that point wolf bear man pig bear wolf pig man um, if David right when Jack gets attacked because David falls yeah, Jack's, Jack's trying to reach him up Jack gets attacked yeah Um, and David runs off stops yeah. and runs back yes if David doesn't run off do you think Jack dies or do you think Jack just gets David's fate and gets injured and becomes a werewolf? I think if if David runs off, doesn't doesn't run off because he David, does run off, right? Okay. I think I don't think him running off would have an effect because I think that that wolf still would have either still killed Jack or would have killed both of them if he hadn't run off. He might yes. have killed both. I think so. Um. Yeah, I mean, let's see. So David runs off and then turns back. And when he gets back there and starts to attack him, the townspeople from Werewolf Town kill the werewolf. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a tough one. You might have ended up with a double werewolf scenario there. Yeah. Because, I mean, it could have been one of those Hit things. Hit him with your pack or something like that. Could have been one of those things where... Because obviously those guys, the the townspeople were already on their way and they were nearby. So either the werewolf would have jumped off of Jack towards David and fucked him up a little bit. And then they're both kind of medium fucked up. And then they both turn into werewolves. Yeah, you're you're rationaling this thing. Or, Or he goes and then kills just David and then Jack maybe lives and becomes a werewolf. Or he stays on Jack, and the only scenario would be he stays on Jack, doesn't attack David, David never becomes a werewolf, and you still have a werewolf that's out there is killed, bloodlines killed, but then Jack, it's just a sad movie about dealing with loss. Because, well, here's my point. 
Because you did go through a lot of scenarios. Yeah. Because what if you made the case that because David ran off at first and then ran back, yeah, he doesn't save Jack. And so his nightmares and his dreams mm. are spawned from guilt yeah. from letting his friend die. And really, he's not a werewolf, but he believes it because he's going insane from the guilt that he feels from letting his friend die. Yeah. Hmm. That's a good point. Seeing his friend was just his guilty conscience, right? His friend's like, kill yourself because you basically killed me. That's true. Oh, shit. And the werewolf is the... uh, But then how do you explain like (sighs) the metaphor? The end when he's a werewolf and they shoot him and then he turns back into a human. He's dead. Think he was just a crazy naked man running him Well, they do give you the out early on when they the townspeople explain he's the first mad, werewolf the, that, that he's a just man. a maniac. Yeah, maniac. And so everybody seems to believe it, which is ridiculous. I agree. Yeah. So maybe it's like, well, but he's so insane I, that he's actually just trying to kill people in the town by themselves. Why? And he just thinks he's a werewolf and and all and that he, stuff. He is the maniac and has the strength of ten men, as that doctor says at least five times. What? But then <laughs> why? Why would the doctor go and investigate anything? He's like, oh, he's a lunatic. Because I'll take a Guinness. He, so Small Guinness, please. He's gone a bit insane, and he thinks he's a werewolf, and he spins the story to the doctor, who then starts to buy in. So, so the doctor's being like, well, I'm going to do my due diligence. Yeah, but he's what? he's just there's just enough disbelief. What if mm. what if David just kept running and never went back? Do you think he'd be a werewolf? No, no, definitely not. I think he would have yeah. got away. Yeah, the yeah. townspeople would come and, yep. and... He should have just kept running. So the moral of the story is what you're saying. The moral of the story <laughs> is cut and run. Cut yeah. and run. You get, get taken down by a wolf bear, you get the if that thing, fuck... Or your friend gets taken down, you get the fuck out of there. If that thing is as big as it was in the movie and my friend... I'm sorry, guys. But if either <laughs> one of you guys gets attacked by that thing, I'm out of there. Because you're a lost cause. <laughs> yep. Well, you'd live. You would live. It's better well, that one of us lives and both a, of us die. That's a zombie apocalypse um, ideal right there. <laughs> but what if you kick it in the face really hard? Like really, really Doesn't matter. hard. Like if I, could, if I kicked like a pit bull in the face and it attacked <laughs> me after the fact, yeah. I could still muster up enough strength to maybe like like poke its eyes out or something. Yeah. Or throw it. Or bite it <laughs> if in you can get a good hold neck. Of well, to me, to me. <laughs> a man, How do you like a man, that? A man, How do you like that? A man bear wolf. I don't, yeah. I don't know if I could... But to like, me, before they even see it and it's circling them, I arm myself to the teeth. And I'm like, all right, we're, we're not fucking making it back to the blind pig or whatever it's called. Like, <laughs> fucking there's a thing circling us. I'm taking my pack off. I'm going to pull the frame out. I'm going to like bust the frame in half and have a couple shanks. We're going to town. Yeah. I want to be caught in a I survival situation with James because he, I, he's saying things. I'm like, Oh, wait, you could use a backpack as a weapon? Yeah, well, what? David had the one with the frame, the Jansport, by the way. I wouldn't have thought of you that. You pull though. the frame out, it's a big metal tube. I wouldn't have thought of that. What I would have done is I would have held the backpack in front of me and be like, uh, stop, get off of me. Better here than what they do. Here. <laughs> snacks. Here. Better than what they do. They're just like, nah, let's walk around. They thought, they thought, they thought they're big uh, Missy Elliott. Puffy jackets were gonna save them. Yeah, yeah. That, that shit is super puffy. Yeah. Oh, that's so good, dude. Did you know there was a Jansport backpack because of the little weird triangle leather 
triangles? No, no, I just saw what the, I the logo. Yeah, the little oh, is it a logo? Patches. I don't know. I saw that, but but I was confused because like Herschel has that now. And yeah, like but the Herschel was and, uh, like, come on. What's the other one? Topo Designs has that too. But so, I saw the Jansport logo. <clears throat> Pop did, out. Did you guys think it was funny when when the transformation right before he's just mm. reading a book? Yeah, and then all of a sudden. It, he, so that scene when he <laughs> when he freaks out and it's, he's like, ah, it burns. Yeah. I thought he was just like joking around. Yeah. Because I was like, this is Because he's bored, right? This is ridiculous. He's just yeah. Bored. yeah. Like he was like, just trying to make himself entertained. Yeah. Because yeah. they almost put it off like he's like going insane, just like being bored. Like going yeah. stir crazy. And I was like, yeah. I was like, this is fake. Like, like he's joking. Like it's the middle of the day. But then he kept going with it. And I was like, oh, maybe this is, this is it. Maybe this yeah. is it. Yeah. Middle of the and day, too, in the apartment. You're like, not expecting that one. Yeah. yeah. And did I, you notice that the door was open? The front door? No, was nobody? it? Yeah. When they pan to where he's on his back, they show like from his like head forward, and the, the front door is cracked open. Maybe that's how they explain how he got out, because when he's a, a were, were dog, he can't open doors. It's true. That's true. That Very That's true. really thinking ahead. Like, oh, leave the door open because he needs a reason to get out. Leave yeah. the door open yeah. for that way the wolf gets out. Like not you, from the open window. Like how you do everything the door. in that accent. Yeah, it's everything. I'm <laughs> I'm did, from Russia, I am. I did, I did notice, though, he starts screaming over and over again. It burns, it burns. And I couldn't help but think of Nicolas Cage in Wickerman. That's true. <laughs> ah, oh, look at burn. Not the bees. No, not the bees. Uh, we should watch Wicker Man with Nicolas Cage. We should. Done next. <laughs> it's just like Dex a chick. Yeah. Yeah. In a bear. bear. He fights the bear. He's a man bear. <laughs> I've never seen that movie. Oh, um, my God. <laughs> let's do a Nick Cage horror movie extravaganza. Oh, we could man. do Wicker Man and pretty much every other movie because he's horrific. Matchstick Man. No. That's a good movie. What, Adaptation. What about... um? Ghost Rider, it's kind of poor. Ghost Rider. <laughs> we do uh Port and Call in New Orleans. Was it Superman Lives, that movie that never got made where he was gonna play Superman? Yeah, Kevin Smith. Yeah. Bad Lieutenant, Port and Call in New Orleans. That's a fucking scary ass Nick Cage. Did you movie. say Kevin Smith? Yeah. Kevin Smith was gonna direct was gonna Nick direct Cage it. in a Superman movie. Yeah. Did your brain just explode? That no, it was Tim Burton. It's Tim Burton. Kevin Smith was writing, I think. Yeah. That's yeah. what it was, yeah. Tim Burton was directing it. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah, Kevin yeah. Smith was writing the story, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. In any case, I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh, is spiders? All I heard uh, was spiders, Batman, and <laughs> Spider-Man. <laughs> there you go. Um, all right, cool. Well, anyway, I think we've talked this thing into a bloody pulp, it's much like a, Jack. A bloody Jack. It's been almost two hours. No, it has not. What has it been? It's been an hour and twenty-two minutes. Really? Yeah. Oh, it feels way longer than that. Yeah. Fuck Sorry. You. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Did you feel the love? You said you'd leave me. You said you'd leave me in the moors getting eaten by a were dog man pig I'm, eagle. I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty sure you'd do the same thing. No, I wouldn't. I'd kick it in the face. Nah. I'd you'd kick lose it in that leg. I would for and friendship. Then, and then you'd become a werewolf and you'd just have me sit in purgatory until you killed I, yourself. I would. And I wouldn't kill myself because that's. But you, you would find love, though. I would find love, and Appar- that love would, would let me know that it found me right before I die. Alex, uh, by the way, do you know Alex's nurse, Price? It's my great-grandmom right there. Really? Yeah. Uh, but Alex and, and David fall in love in a span of eight days or something. Yeah. Well, it's like Helsinki uh, yeah. syndrome. Yeah. Like she's taking care of him, and yeah, so yeah. She, he falls in love with her. Stockholm syndrome? Yeah. 
Helsinki. <laughs> Helsinki is in Stockholm, or is no, in Helsinki's Sweden? In, uh, nope, nope, nope. Helsinki is Finland? in uh, Finland. Yeah. Oh, what's Helsinki syndrome? I don't know. I've never heard of that. Stockholm syndrome. Stockholm is syndrome is when you when you when you're you're not fall in love, but you 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 identify with your yeah. captors. Yeah, you but Helsinki syndrome maybe is like. Not you're you're not like being like held you just have captive. Sex with your yeah, you're, I'm going with my gut. It's Helsinki syndrome. You're not being but held captive. You're just kind of like stuck around someone for a while, like it's out of necessity. You're like, oh, all right, I guess I guess they're kind of hot, or hmm. something. I don't know. Anyway, so closing thoughts on this movie, gentlemen. What would you think, I know, James? You love this movie. I do. I'm freaked out by it. I laugh at it. The practical effects give me a huge boner. <laughs> and that opening scene is just, I think, like the first 17 minutes is the, maybe the best um, feeling you get from the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I really dug this movie. I, um, when I first started watching it, I was like, I just, as soon as I saw like the first, like I said earlier, like the, the Northern England, just like hiking stuff, like love that. And then, but it was like creepy at the same time, and then but it's somewhat funny and blah blah blah. But um, going through it, like I don't know, I, I I think what made me like it the most was that it was it was gory and, and somewhat. I think I wasn't never ever scared, but I was it was suspenseful, you know. Yeah. But it still was kind of funny and like lighthearted the whole time, and that's what kind of made me like. Keeps you real off glued to it, yeah. yeah. But I, that's what I liked, and I like. I, I like movies that do that all the time. I mean, that are that have that good balance, or that know like how to ride like the not corny, cheesy horror movie funny, you know. But like, but scary and comedy together work well. Yeah, and it's not even like I wouldn't even say it's like full blown like comedy, sweet and sour. But it's like it. It's just enough to where it lightens the mood to where you're like, okay, well, it's it's not like yeah. a like. I don't have to be on edge the whole time. Like it, it's lighthearted. It makes it a little bit more realistic because in reality, if you had gone through a traumatic experience, it basically what this movie made me feel is that it was a normal movie, yeah. like just a normal eighties like whatever movie, and then it had some like gore aspects yeah. to it because of you know the death and stuff in it. But like their the way that they acted, and, like the the way that David carried himself through the whole movie yeah. was just like a normal like yeah young 20 year old you know i mean like he wasn't i don't know who do you think he was more in love with alex or jack Ooh, because he does have kind of a weird rapey love for jack (laughs) i i think it's almost and it's i think jack does too yeah like jack is like when like that scene in the porno theater where he's like he's like come on he's my he's a friend of mine like like yeah. Jack sticks up for that dude. Like yeah. it's like his Jack's like brother. Like I want to bang this chick in Italy, but I really want to marry David. <laughs> That's what he's like, saying. Like I was like, really? Yeah. How much time are you gonna spend on this girl? She's not, you know. Come on, man. Come on, we're in England. Yeah, some toothless girls so, here. So who's the love story between Jack or Alex? Rose before hose. I don't know, man. Or that's hose I think that's four bros. I think I that's the mystery of the ages. Yeah. I I really enjoyed this movie. Um, I it honestly is one of those things where I had to watch it kind of in pieces. Yeah. And anytime I had to like pick it up at one point, I wanted to start over and watch it again. Not because I didn't remember what happened, but just because it was really enjoyable. Actually, the soundtrack is kind of funny too. The soundtrack right? is awesome. The Bad Moon Rising is like pretty yeah. clever. You know, it, it's just it was. 
I think it was a cool movie. I, I think it has a lot of rewatch value. Like, I'm not going to lie. I kind of feel like just rewatching it again tonight, even though I just watched it. Um, it's a I, good full moon movie. It is, and it, it is a full a moon. Bit. You know, so it's one of those things where I feel like... <laughs> I think it's... um, I think it's a great movie. You know, and I would highly recommend it to anyone. You just, know, yep. to do that. Just if you want to know what makeup does, watch this movie. Yeah, that and just it's... Yeah. It's another it's another take on a horror movie to make it kind of avoid some of the or, or maybe well, a different take on some of the and stereotypes. It's, it's not the classic like werewolf story, I don't think. Yeah. No, like, no, you're right. That's what's cool about it, yeah. is that it's 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 different. It's not just like, whoop, he got bit and next full moon he's gonna turn into werewolf and kill people. And and, and here's he a ton of folklore it. we're gonna shove yeah. down your throat. Yeah. It, it was essentially that, but it was like it was just like it was more like him dealing with it and coping with it and yeah, it's kind of like the in between the moon cycles like the moon phases you know like what happens what yeah. do you do and how do you deal with it and i think that was pretty cool and i think this is this kind of gets categorized like in my opinion like it's it, i would still categorize it as like a horror movie just because of what it is and like the gore factor of it but and it's super depressing <laughs> yeah but it's <laughs> not like about it? i would say it's almost even more of like a movie of him coping and learning how to live with it or deal with it rather than it is a, Oh, this is a werewolf movie. Yeah. Yeah. He's more accepting the fact that he needs to die. Yeah. Like he's saying goodbye to his family over the phone, like three, four thousand miles away. He holds a blade to his wrist. Swiss army knife. Swiss army knife blade. It can do anything except kill yourself. Apparently. Sure. Sure. He would have had to saw his way through that a little bit. And he's yeah. going the wrong way. Yeah. Well, it's I mean, poor you guy. Know, he, he's distraught. He's had a shock, as they say ten times in the movie. He's had a shock. Don't, don't, don't rile yourself up. You've had a shock. Don't get excited. You've had a shock. Okay. Top. Yes, you have. Oh, two I of have. them. Two of them. In any case, so I, I, yeah, I dig it. Um, that takes us to next time, Evan. Yes. You are the keeper of the next. So tell us What is the next movie Blah 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 Cool so uh, We've been waiting to do this one For a little bit Um, Chewie has been Horny about it For a couple weeks I have never heard of it Yeah James Thinks that It's just a movie About a clown Um, But we're gonna do 2014 movie It Follows Yeah Uh, It Follows Just came out in theaters A couple months ago right Yeah Well at least six months ago If it was 2014 (laughs) It's 2015 movie Oh, okay. This is 2014 on IMDb. Really? So there's that. So Festival Circuit. <laughs> Festival Circuit, then. Um, because, well, major. Doesn't matter. Release. Anyways, uh, from people that I know that's seen it, like Chewy here, said it's amazing. Other people I've talked to can't say nothing but good things about it. I don't know how to talk. Can you straighten this out? Is there a clown? No. No oh, clown. Okay. What? No. Um, kind of wish there was a clown. Well, maybe director is. is David Ro- Robert Mitchell. I think it's his first movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's nothing else. There's no other movies He's credited got to him. On three here. first names. Yeah, David Richard Mitchell. Ah, like a well, si- Mitchell's not really. Eh, I guess uh, it could Mitch, be Mitch. Yeah. yeah, like a serial killer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Three first names is like freaking. But yeah. So I I've been I I I recently got this movie and I've been waiting to watch it and I can't wait to and. I've heard no. nothing but awesome things. The soundtrack freaking rules on it. Um, so well, there more it CCR? No. No. Uh, well, no. 
If you want to watch it, it's I, I know it's on iTunes. It might be on Netflix. No, I thought I saw not, no. It's not, oh, yeah. a, a girl and uh, Baba Dukar. Yeah. Um, but yeah, find it on iTunes. Go buy it, whatever it is, uh, and then check it out, and then come back to us if you you know are not sure and you haven't seen it yet. Then you might want to watch it before next time. So. Uh, Go watch it. But in any case, um, throughout the course of the movie, we usually like to <laughs> accumulate a lot of killer lines. There's some good lines here, uh, some worthy mentions. For example, when uh, <laughs> when David's like, I'm a werewolf, and then just starts making out with Nurse Alex. That was a thing. Good pickup line. My line, the, another good line, a naked American stole my balloon. So remember, kids. Be safe out there, especially on a full moon. Beware the moon. And I won't be threatened by a walking meatloaf! Oh.